0: You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drleslieinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. So, welcome, 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 everyone. We thank you for joining us for the podcast on today. And before we get started, we will start in prayer as always. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this podcast today will be all of you and none of us. Father, we ask that you would speak to our guest, author Teresa Simpson, speak to her in that still small voice, giving her wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to speak the on-time word that you would have her to speak on today for women who need to hear what she has to say. So we we just thank you, oh God, for being in our midst We thank you, Lord, for the peace that surpasses all understanding as we keep our minds stayed on you. And we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. We have our special Miss Teresa Simpson, who is an author. So we're going to say author Teresa Simpson. And when I met Teresa and she told me about her books that she has authored, I was so impressed and just, just spellbound almost by the things that she was saying, because she has the experiences of so many different women, but now she is ready to talk about it. And not only talk about it, but she has put many of those experiences in her books, and so we are just going to let her talk about it because I don't want to mess anything up. So without further ado, Ms. Teresa. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to our show on today.
1: Hi, Dr. Leslie. I am honored and blessed as usual to be on here with you again. Um, I thank you. God is truly good. Thank you. And yes, he
0: is. So you have a book, I Am My Sister's Keeper. Is, let me ask, is I Am My Sister's Keepin', Keeper and Tears in a Bottle the same book or are those two different books?
1: Okay, the, um, the name of the book is I Am My Sister's Keeper. So this book is actually a book that has several different authors um, on it. So each of us has a story inside of the book. So it's about... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So, and me making 16 authors in wow. this book. Um, and so, we each have a powerful story that we're telling in this book. And why the title of, of the book is I Am a Sister's Keeper is because basically we um, pour into each other. So I will give you what my sister's keeper mainly mean. For me, basically it's um it's when someone um sees the light in you and what's um to be like a part of them. So like it's it's that person who brings the comfort um to you in your darkest time. Mm. Um, it's that person that brings out that light that no one else seems to bring out when you're in the midst of storms, um, who knows just when you need a friend, um, is that, is that one, um, who it it may be a few of them is that one who you can count on when you can't count on no one else. Uh, for me, I say it's that spiritual person that's assigned to you by God. Mm -hmm. to encourage you, to lift you up, to inspire you. Whether it's the person that's being that mentor to you, to give you hope, to give you strength, to listen, to give you that ear without judgment. Mm. And they also would tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. That's right. It's that that sister keeper that always say that God bring you just when you need them. It's that friend that God brings you. So
0: how did did it end up being 16 authors? That's quite
1: amazing. Well, you know, um, how I got to be a part of it. uh, God, once again, God brought this woman into my life um, at the time when um, I was part of this uh, women's group. And uh, once again, women point to women to uplift each other, to encourage each other. Um, you know how a lot of times we as women, we stand offish. We, we don't trust, uh, we're afraid to trust because we, went, we ran into women that um, put you down or talk about you, gossip about you. And so a lot of times we, we stand off, I know for me, instead of me um, kind of talking, um, I kind of retreat, I kind of isolate myself. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm, I'm more of a, a listener instead of a talker. So God has been putting it on my heart to open up to allow others, um, in other words, for me to do what I do for others. <laughs> So So. he's been bringing he's been bringing sisters around me. Just like it take a village to raise a child, it take a village to to be around us, to uplift us, to affirm us, to help us. So he's been bringing a lot of different people around us, you know, in order for us to do our purpose and to move in our purpose and move forward. We need people to encourage us, to help us, to guide us, to direct us. So I have been praying uh, and God hears your prayers, whether you think he don't or not. <laughs> mm, that's true. And so he brought this young lady around who invited me to come on this um, Zoom meeting with her. And there was an editor on, in this Zoom that was looking for women that wanted to tell their stories we all have a story in us every last one of us who wanted to write and funny funny thing was i had been writing since i was six years old i've been writing journals and writing in (laughs) books me writing has been my voice when i couldn't talk or share i write Um, so that's been a part of my journal and so when she was asking on the on the Zoom, she was saying, I'm in the process of doing a book and I'm looking for some women that want to tell tell stories, have a story to tell. And she said, um, I'm taking the first 25. And so I didn't say anything. And I kind of like, mm, okay, well, she's not talking to me. <laughs> so I, I didn't even respond. So then one of the ladies um, asked the... Um, the person that was doing the Zoom meeting for my number. So she called me two days later and she said, you know, God laid you on my heart and I just wanted to talk to you. She said, you got a book in you. You have a lot of books in you. She said, and I would love to invite you to be a part of this group. And I said, how do you know how to book in me? She said, no, you have books in you. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. He said, I didn't say a book you have books in you she said so I would love for you to be a part of this she said I emailed the editor of this book and I told her uh, I thought you was an amazing woman not just of God but just amazing woman with an amazing heart and that you have stories to tell and so I'm going to send her your information and she did and so uh i was like wow now mind you i had already been writing um story a a book i'd already started a book um and i had um sent it to an editor um i had put picked um, a company and they was was supposed to get back with me they take like um two weeks to let you know if they was going to take your manuscript so I had just sent it to them, I think like a a day or two prior to that. And that was my other book, uh, which is called The Power of God's Love and how it can bring you out of um, stuck places. And that book is pretty much healing the inner child so the adult can be set free. Okay. So when I sent that book in, I didn't think no more about it. So when she was telling me about I'm a Sister's Keeper, that how it's pretty much about women pointing to other women and letting other women know that we have each other's back and it's our job to heal one another, to be there for each other. How we're so good at talking about each other. Um, How come we can't build each other up? How come we can't praise each other? How come we can't affirm each other? Mm. And I I started laughing when she told me the name of the book because I started, I told her, I said, would you believe I, just started a group not too long ago. And she said, don't tell me the name is what I just said. I said, yes. The name is I Am My Sister's Keeper. And we both started laughing. This is the editor. (laughs) She said, so that means that God wants you to be part of this book.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, I think so.
1: (laughs) And I just started laughing. I said, God, what are you doing? Wow. And I told her, I said, I haven't wrote anything. And she <laughs> said, don't worry about it. She said, you will. I wrote my, uh, she said, you got a story right now to tell. And then I just started praying. And I said, wow, yeah, I do. I'm dealing with some stuff with my son. So I I told her, I said, I, I'll send you something. She said, well, you have, um, I just need it in two weeks. I said, not a problem. I wrote it in three hours. Because it was in you. It was in me. It, it was in me. So I, I sent it to her. Um, I sent her my story. And I was like, Lord, what do I call my story? And then I, I just I was like, oh, wow. And so the Lord said, what have you been doing the whole time you was writing this? And what have you been going through? And I said, I've been shedding tears. And then I, I was reading um, Psalm of David, and how david had been going through what he was going through um, when he was going through uh, his times and uh, running away from saul and uh, had to hide and um and psalm 56 8 and in psalm 56 when he was going through all the things and then he was um he was tossing and turning and and uh you know, been held, captured, and all at the same time, when he had said, um, you have kept count of my tossing and put my tears in your bottle, and I just started crying, and I said, that's it, tears in the bottle, because that's what God has been doing to me the whole time I was going through what I was going through. Mm -hmm. He was keeping each of my tears in a bottle. He has a special bottle for every last one of us, he catch our tears. None of our tears fall to the ground because God catches every last one of them. Mm. None of our tears is in vain. Whatever we go through, we don't cry, it's not in vain because he captures each of our tears. And everything we go through, there is a reward at the end of it. So that, that was the power.
0: I like that, tears <laughs> in a bottle. Tears in a Bottle. So, Miss Teresa, as we have talked about um, the book that you have done with, uh, you know, that you have authored with several other authors, Mm -hmm.
1: Tears in a Bottle. um,
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about the power of God's love?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, The power of God's love, I actually started writing that in 2017. Um, That was a journey. That was a healing process for me. Like I said, we all have a story in us. Um, It was a journey being a a therapist and uh, dealing with a lot of different people from uh, my job, from church, being on the ministry at church the counseling ministry, the healing ministry, and dealing with so many different people, you know, different things that they have to be healed from and things that I had to go through healing myself. Um, I just, I I just felt like a lot of things that we deal with, it comes from childhood. A lot of stuff is so toxic and and it's so traumatizing. And we carry it over to adulthood. Um, and so I just started going in my journal and I just started looking and reading different things. And I'm like, wow, you know, a lot of stuff that we really deal with is just really amazing. And it's, it's very powerful. And so I just started writing one night and it, it, just, it just came up on me. Wow. God loves us through our pain. God loves us through our trauma. God loves us through everything that we go through. Um, if we just give it all to him, he can bring you out of all them stuck places. No matter what you are going through, he can bring you out of it if we just give it to him. And I was like, wow, the power of God's love is so powerful. Um Mr. In, in your book, do you describe
0: like how to give it to him? Because oh, yes. I think uh, women who are who are stuck with their son and they're struggling on how to deal with certain situations and certain people just say, "Oh, give it to God. Oh, trust God."
1: Yes, oh, I do. Matter of fact, this this particular book is is God kind of God. a, a healing. And book. then you have some women who say. I don't want to hear that anymore. Exactly. Uh (laughs) It's funny you said that. This this is kind of more of a uh, it's a healing process. You know how 40 days and 40 nights (laughs) the children of Israel had to spend all that time? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. That's right. 11 day
1: trip. Exactly. Well, and you know how Jesus did a 40 day thing too. Mm -hmm. So my thing was with this, it's like You doing like um, it's like a five day, you gotta spend five days with yourself and with the Holy Spirit. So after you read each little section in my in my book, once you're done, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. Once you read the first section, it's gonna be coming out of the out of the shack, out of your um, you know, your stuck place. So you're gonna be coming out of that shack of that stuck place. Day one. It's going to say, after you read it, um, okay, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Um, so what the Lord had me to do was to pick, like, different um, topics. And so when you pick a certain topic, I'll give you one, for example. Um, let me see. Okay, I'll read one for you. It says, um, the power of God's love and how it can bring you out of stuck places. Okay, here's one that says, knowing. Um, So knowing is one that I pick. Okay, so I'll just read it. Her name is Miss Unsure, a woman who is lost, not sure about life or herself. She goes about her life wearing a mask that only she knows she wears. Looking from the outside, it seems she has it all together. To the outside world, she has a great job, amazing home, the car of her dreams, family and friends who adore her. She wears the latest fashion. She's beautiful. What more could she want or need? What you don't see is the pain. Mrs. Unsure is stuck in pain. She wears it like a badge. However, it is so deep you can't see it because she learned to hide it. But it has started to come out to the surface. It's like that wound that has kept covered for so long but never taken care of. Sooner or later, it gets infected, and she has to she has to handle it. It has to be cleaned out. So sorry about that. I'm so sorry. My phone wrong. When that come on, because it was getting on. good. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later it gets infected and has to be handled. It has to be cleaned out <clears throat> so other issues aren't caused because of it. Pain has a way of doing just that. If left unresolved. Pain turns to anger or rage and balls over into other areas of life. Before you know it, there are other issues because that covered wound wasn't dealt with. Miss Unsure's pain started as a child rejected by her mother and abandoned by her father. She was molested by a family member she trusted. Miss Unsure learned at an early age how to hide behind a mask and move on with life. Even though she often did not feel love or trust, she convinced herself of a lie. If she could just pretend everything was okay, she could get through with life okay. However, pain has a way of not letting one trust or see the truth. Pain has a way of blinding one from God's truth or not letting one get close to anything or anyone. Pain has a way of bringing one into confusion and sets that one up for a fall. It also causes a person to build a wall around the heart and not let a soul in, not even God. Why? Because of pain trickeries with lies. Pain causes one to be trapped with lies like, if God cares, why does he allow the pain? Miss Unsure is truly stuck in the shack of lies. These lies have even convinced her against God's love. In order for Miss Unsure to be unable to move forward with life, the shack of lies has to be removed. Miss Unsure has lost sight of God's love for her, and it's only his love that can set her free. His love is the truth that is able to remove the pain and set her free from bondage. Lose her to move forward with life to love and be loved. God's love is so powerful and the only love that can set Miss Unsure free. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. First Corinthians 13, 13. And it just goes into different scriptures and then she goes from Miss Unsure To miss knowing. Now she knows, miss knowing, and then it goes, it says, and in the process, she becomes miss knowing. Miss knowing now knows that God is the answer to her pain and the key to it all. And then it gives the first uh, John 4 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Only God's love can get you unstuck from the shack of lies. So then it goes into the different things. It says, Miss um, Norn is a woman who knows God has a plan for her welfare now and life. And it is not of evil, but to give her a future and hope. Then you say, go see Jeremiah 29, 11. In this future, Miss Noah will become um, con- um, birthing. She will become conceiving and birthing life. Then it goes into coming out of the shack. Now she has to spend... Five days with herself and the Holy Spirit. And day one, it says, after reading this devotion, do you realize you had some unresolved issue of pain? It's pretty much um, in my. This is a. Uh, this was my draft. It's not the book book. In my in my draft, I had I had said um, before you get into all this, you need to um, spend some time and just ask. The Holy Spirit, what is it that he wants to show you? What did you find common with the reader here or didn't find common? What hurt or pain are you having that you need to go through and, and share? So then you have to go through that with day one, and you spend time with it, and, and you got to be truthful. You need to spend truly spend time with yourself and the Holy Spirit. And this is day one, you can't try to rush it. You can't, you know, um, speed it up and it goes into that. And then it says, if, uh, then it asks you uh, after reading this, did you realize you had some unresolved issue of pain and you gotta really be truthful with yourself and honest with yourself. Uh, It's kind of like you spending um, each five days It's gonna be, uh, so for five days, each little section, you're going to spend five days.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and you know
1: what, Miss Teresa?
0: I think that that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. The thing is, you have so many women who are not truthful with themselves. Mm-hmm. They're still kind of uh, Miss Unsure. And, and that's actually one of my descriptions of my ideal client. Mm. Uh, but in some ways she has to be ready because along with that unsurety is some denial about Mm -hmm. herself. yeah you know and so as they embark upon your book and prepare because that sounds like a course to me Mm -hmm. um you can actually create a course from that five Mm -hmm. based off of what you just said that is a course
1: that you can monetize well, you know, it's funny you said that because um, this one here that I did, it became a Bible study course for a lot of women. I did a conference. This was a conference. <laughs> I had people buying this and asked me, could they do it for Bible study? And I said, sure. They actually did it for a Bible study. They took it. Um, they brought this from me. This is uh, what I sold at a conference in 2017. And they did it as a Bible study. Okay. They sure Amen. did. It. They did it as a Bible study. They broke it up and did it as a Bible study. Um, the book version that we're doing, um, we've kind of changed it around, you know, a, a lot. Um, but it's still allowing you to ask yourself a lot of different questions at the end. And mm-hmm. you're still spending time with the Holy Spirit. But you got to be truthful with yourself. You know, you got to if you can not be truthful with yourself, you can be truthful with anyone else that's you right know, and that's the thing you have to you have to really um ask yourself you know am i ready to get unstuck and that's the thing Fair and it. so there's different topics in here that's going to ask you that you know like i said there is um when you in here it says um no know, misknowing, knowing miss unsure there's going to be mispurpose misdesire uh, Miss Unwanted, um, Miss, oh, my book actually talks about trusting, so that's why I said this here was just a draft earlier, my book goes into trusting, um, it goes into, um, yeah, trusting, um, uh, purpose, uh, obedience, <laughs> mm-hmm. open heart, open mind, um, confidence so it 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 goes into more you know broader with it what miss Teresa what made you break it down like that well it's kind of funny because when I was praying to the Lord I was asking him and he showed me how to lay it out he showed me how to lay it out and I laid it out just the way he showed he showed me to and when I when I laid it out I laid it out the way he told me to lay it out and when, and it's funny because when I gave it as a manuscript and we twisted stuff around, um I, they were supposed to let me know in two weeks if my manuscript was worth them actually publishing it. They contacted me in three days. <laughs> hmm. And they was like, uh, when do you want to publish it? <laughs> uh, they mm-hmm. said, we had to send it to like seven, to our seven um people that would approve it and say, yes, they would gladly uh, like you as a, you know, um, a client. And they would gladly cover your book. They gave me the answer in three days. And they said, we would love to have you aboard. And I was like, oh, my god. They said, Ms. Simpson, you're the first client that they said yes to. And all of them said yes in three days. So I knew it was God. I knew it was from him. And they was like, yes. They said, people need to read this, Miss Simpson. Um, they said when people got through read when the editors got through reading your book, there wasn't a dry eye in that place. They was like, oh my God, I wow. can feel this. And they was like, this is me. This section is me. This section was me. This section was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when they were reading it, um, you know, so they was like, and so when they edited, we changed stuff around. That's why I said, this was just the rough draft part of it. It's, it's different. In my book, you know, it's, it's switched around, but it still has the same title, um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, and, um, but yeah, and like I said, there's trusting in there now. In this part that I read, trusting wasn't in here. So I, I had put trusting in there and, and different little things. Um, but um, God wrote it. I And my book, <laughs> once again, I wrote that in three hours. <laughs> I've never wrote that fast. So I know it's God writing through me. Um, And that's why there is a story. We all have a story to tell, story of of our life and tell someone else's life. Um, I actually wrote, I use stories of my cousins, of my mother, of my family. They don't know. You could not tell who's in there. I know who they are. You know, um, Mm -hmm. the difference. I use my life in there. There's some stuff in there that's about my life in there, Um, but I knew how to mix it up. You know, Um, there are stories of different people that, you know, know, I've talked to, but no one knows who they are. (laughs) Right. Um, I had a friend, matter of fact, she just passed away um, three weeks ago. A best friend that I grew up with. I've known her since she was eight years old. Mm. Um, and it breaks my heart that she's she won't be here to see my book. But I was able to read her the rough draft before she passed away um a few months ago. And she was like, Teresa, I'm so proud of you. Um, and I'm gonna get a little emotional because um she had a horrific life growing up. And um a lot of my story in that book has to do with her. Oh, wow. Did she know, you know? that? Um, yeah, her and I talked about it. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, I said, you are a lot of inspiration for a lot of this book. And she said, you know, I kind of figured that you was talking about me. She said, and I love how you wrote it that, Nobody know that's me, Teresa, but you do. Amen. And um, I told her, I said, I don't know how you survived like you did, and she said, "You are the reason I survived." Wow. She said because I always had you to talk to. You, she said, you're my sister keeper, Teresa. You're the one that lifts me up and kept me encouraged and kept me going. And just when I felt like there was no more life in me, you always breathed it right back in me. And um, everybody needs somebody. You never know what somebody is going through. Like I said, we all have a story to tell and she could have wrote many books. So she said I was her voice. And that's why I write and I will continue to write. I will continue to be the voice for so many women that can't tell their story. That's
0: right. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what, Ms. Teresa, as we um, prepare to close, how, where, um, can we find any of these books right
1: now? Um, I Am My Sister's Keeper is on Amazon. Matter of fact, it was bestseller on Amazon for a while. Um, And it's a bunch of amazing stories in there. Um, Yeah, it's um, on Amazon. Um, So uh, like I said, Tears in a Bottle is pretty much mine. (laughs) And we know the battle that's in there. Um, The tears that I shed um, has to do with me and my son um, what I went through with him, um, with mental illness, but it's pretty much letting women know that if they're going with any, if they're going through anything with the family member that's dealing with mental illness, you know, you let them teach you how to deal with, deal with them going through that, but always see the person first and their issue second. Yeah. So, Always, always see the person first because they're still a human being. They're still a person. They're not they're not their issue first. They're not their disability. They're not, you know, PTSD or bipolar. They're 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 your sister or your brother or your child or your mother or your friend first. And whatever's going on with them second. You know, just like when a police officer, you know, address a person and they, you know, they 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 do something to them, or someone hurts a homeless person because they're homeless. That person is somebody's son, or somebody's father, or somebody's brother. They're not just a homeless man, you wow. know. And I have a problem with people addressing someone as issue first and not seeing them as a human being. And I tell them so. In my in my in this book, I address that, you know. And then remember to take care of yourself. Always let somebody take care, pour into you and don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to seek help. You know, don't be afraid to to, um, get help. You know, always say like, um, I think the end part of it is is my word of wisdom Uh is um, to never get so caught up with what is wrong with the individual that you forget that they are a human being who happens to be suffering with a mental illness who still deserve kindness, care and support and love. Mm. Do not be ashamed or afraid to ask for help and always, always take care of yourself, number one. Remember, you are worthy to be taken care of and loved and supported.
0: Wow. Those are excellent words of wisdom. Um, before we close (laughs) how do you um help someone to understand that the difference in taking care of themselves and taking care of their son who may you know many mothers feel that they have to do these things for their son, uh, the the mothers that we work with and Dr. Leslie inspires anyway. And and so sometimes the challenge is to help mothers understand that um, perhaps this is too much or that is too much because it is now impacting your health. It is now impacting your mental health. At what point, Uh, Would you say in your final words of wisdom, what would you say to a mother to allow her the strength or the ability or the wisdom or the just willingness to do what she knows she really needs to do and not feel guilty about what she knows she needs to do so that she she can take care of herself?
1: You know, Doctor Leslie, it's so funny you said that because I think we as mothers, um, society dic- tries to dictate to us and try to put a guilt trip on you when you do have. Even your child itself would try to put a guilt trip on you mm-hmm. and try to tell you, "Oh, I'm, I'm, and I, my son did the same thing as me." My son actually said to me, "What kind of mother are you?" Um, to just ignore me. Well, no, this is what he said. He said, I'm your child. You supposed to take care of me and help me. Well, see, this is the thing, you know, when they get a certain age, they're no longer your child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're supposed to take care of, you know, when they become an adult, you're not really obligated to be taking care of them. You actually do it because you want to and because you love them but you don't have to. You can still love them and still take care of yourself and 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 walk away because it's you're a codependent is what it is. Yeah. You know, you're not you know and you have to remember that, you know, it's called manipulation. They're they're trying to make you feel bad. You know, and if you fall into that trap, then you're going to fall into that trap and the person is going to hurt the most is going to be you. Mm. you
0: know, Say that if, again.
1: The person is going to hurt the most is going to be you. When you find your health is depleting and your body is falling apart and your doctors are telling you, if you don't get it together, you're not going to be around here to take care of nobody. Yeah. And so when, when you need someone to take care of you, when you lay it up here with high blood pressure, stroke, bleeding on the brain, ulcers, cancer, and your son can't take care of you because he just can't and no one's gonna take, no one's taking care of you, then what happens? That's right. Whew. You know. So we have to finally say enough is enough. It don't mean you don't love your child. It just means it's time for me to walk away. Someone said to me yesterday, we was at a conference, found our foundation. Your foundation is supposed to be solid. God gave us a foundation, okay? And we're supposed to build our foundation. When you build on a foundation, do you build it from the top or from the bottom up or the bottom or the top down? Mm. You're You're supposed to build your foundation from the bottom up. You can't build it from the top down Mm -hmm. but you have to ask yourself how was your foundation is there cracks in your foundation wow if there's in your foundation you need to fill those holes or your house is going to fall apart
0: (laughs) yeah and you know what miss teresa teresa that goes with what you said at the very beginning of the podcast talking about those childhood wounds yes. that we carry all the way into adulthood. Yes, that is what that is stemming from. and and going into the other book, you know, that is what we need to take care of. those, those five days that uh, your program is offering, your book is offering to just start dealing with the uns- unsurety, the uncertainty, the knowing, dealing with all of those things, so that you can make, make, make very conscious decisions uh, about and for your son. And many women are having a harder time with their son as an adult because of what you just said. He feels like he is supposed to, but where did he get that from?
1: He got exactly. that from her. True, and that's the thing And, and tell the the mother decide I need to go back and see what's in me needs to be fixed because I didn't carry it over to my son. So I need to go back and, and look back and see what happened to this little child that feel like that I need to keep on supporting this adult child, you know, or this child. I feel like I need to keep supporting this child and I'm pretty much making myself sick my, I'm, I know I'm, I'm sick. I know things are going on and I, I have to let go. Cause if I don't, I'm not helping this child. I'm not helping this son. I'm actually hurting myself and the son. Yeah. So who benefits out of this? Nobody, mm. nobody benefits out of this. It don't mean you don't love your son. It does that. It doesn't mean that at all. I love both of my sons more than life itself. But there comes a time when I, you have to say, you know what? You, you got to give it to God. You got to say, Lord, I need you to take this off my hand. I need you, Lord, to help me. I need you, Lord, to help me heal me because I'm stuck. So how do I get unstuck? Mm-hmm. You know, and I will say this to any mother. If you don't know how, ask someone. Ask someone to help you. Pray about it. Ask God to show you what to do, because in the long run, it's not helping. Um, our Surgeon General and I and I just found this out, and I love this lady, um, uh, Doctor. I think it's Doctor Nadine Burke Harris. There is a uh, she got this new thing called ACE. A-C-E-S. and it's a site you can go on there and you can score you know, the stress and the trauma, the mental health and, uh, trauma that you've gone through. And if you get a score, it tells you about your life as a child, what happened to your, you, the trauma that you might've went through, that you're not even aware that you even went through. Mm-hmm, Oh wow, that's powerful. It, it tells you about the trauma because um, she started that because she went through mental trauma as a child um, I think her mother was mentally ill and stuff. And, and she went through a lot of trauma as a child and it affected her as an adult,
0: mm-hmm. it Affected
1: her how she raised her children or how she did things. And, and, you know, God brought this woman into our surgeon general now, uh, pediatric, uh, uh, doctor, you know, and now she's starting a program where now they have to actually, uh, uh, rape children and check children now you know what are the childhood trauma or the trauma that this child may have been experiencing you know that's messing with their health now now they have a chronic health problem chronic health diseases you know so what kind of trauma has this child been through uh, abuse or violence have they been through or seen or heard or you know it, it, i'm telling you yes. everything, goes, uh-huh. back everything yeah. goes back to your childhood everything goes back to your childhood we have, to, we
0: have to heal the inner child. We have to. That's right. Wow. So, so Miss Teresa, we have enjoyed you once again <laughs> as our special guest, author Teresa Simpson. Go to Amazon, find the book, I Am My Sister's Keeper, and hers is Tears in a Bottle. So you can just look for her piece in there. But again, it was a bestseller on Amazon. So I'm sure you may want to read all of the authors who have written something in there that will help someone maybe uh, help you. So we will also be looking for the power of God's love. I'm sure you will let us know as soon as it is available, and you will also let us know when your podcast is up and running. She's working on a podcast, and it will (laughs) be available this year before (laughs) 2021 ends. Her podcast will be up and running, and she has a lot to say to help heal uh, people where they are, as you can hear that uh, in her books. So Ms. Teresa, we just thank you so much for being our guest on today. I know some people, (laughs) not just women, but I know women were healed at the things that you said on today. So we're gonna go ahead and close in prayer. Just make sure you give us a five-star review. Go and leave a um, a five-star review and you can um, visit us on one of our uh, platforms. You can visit uh, our website if you want more information, but uh, I will go ahead and end in prayer. As a matter of fact, Ms. Teresa, can you close us out in prayer again?
1: Yes. Thank you again, Dr. Leslie, for having me. As always, I am so blessed and I pray that those that are listening was blessed as well. And, um, is always a blessing. No, it is my
0: pleasure, thank you.
1: (laughs) Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, my heart and soul, that you allow me to continue to be your humble servant. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that those that was listening, that they were blessed, Henny Father, that those that meet your healing, Henny Father, will be healed, Henny Father, that those, Henny Father, Will know, Henny Father, there is nothing too powerful for you, Henny Father. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing that you cannot do, Henny Father. Henny Father, for those Henny Father that may be stuck, Henny Father, stuck in situations, Henny Father, that they don't even understand what's going on or why it's going on, Henny Father. They just know that they just can't understand, Henny Father, but you know, Henny Father. Henny Father, you know every hair on our head, Henny Father. You know every situation, Henny Father. You know things that we may have suppressed, Henny Father, and we don't even know what's going on. Henny Father, I thank you, Lord. You continue, Henny Father, to guide us. You continue to uh, direct us. You continue, Henny Father, to be in our life, to show us favor, Henny Father. Henny Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you continue to bless Dr. Leslie, that she continue to do what you have called her to do, any father, that you continue to show her, Henny Father, the amazing, mm, Henny Father, the amazing gift that she has, Henny Father. That you continue, Henny Father, to keep her humble, Henny Father, as she is, any father. And I thank you, Henny Father, that you would continue, Henny Father, to bless Henny Father. Her podcast, Henny Father, to bless everything that she touches, Henny Father. And I thank you, Henny Father. These things I ask in your mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. So until next time, uh, we will see you all next week. But make sure you leave us a review for this podcast. Thank you, Miss Teresa. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I thank you as well. I will. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drleslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.